Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dodges-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, and welcome to episode number five of the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Marnie Duchess Marmette, and I'm here with my co-host, Stephanie May Potter. And today we are on location at the Real Wine Republic Wine Shop in Excelsior, Minnesota. We're here today with wine buyer and co-owner R.J. Judelina. The Real Wine Republic is the only sustainable, organic, and biodynamic wine shop in the state of Minnesota. We are so thrilled to be here today on site at the Wine Republic with wine buyer R.J. Judelina to discuss the inspiration between the sh- behind the shop and to learn more about organic, sustainable, and biodynamic wines. RJ, can you share a little bit about your background and specifically how you and your wife, Patty, ended up in the wine industry and specifically focusing on organic and sustainable wines? Okay. So a few years ago, I was, many, many years ago, I was an English teacher and I lived in Spain for about a year and a half. That's where I first kind of learned about wine. And I knew nothing about wine. It was just like, this is red, this is white. That was about what I knew. (laughs) And then... When I was in the military, I was stationed in Germany for four years. And then so that furthered it a little bit, really got to understand beer in a much different context than just, you know, Budweiser versus like even Samuel Adams or anything between, (laughs) which I love. Don't get me wrong. And even just beyond Guinness. I mean, we're talking smoked beer that tastes like liquid bacon, different, different things. It was true. (laughs) Where I was stationed in Bamberg, the town beer made by monks it was a smoked beer and it tasted like liquid bacon. And so it was just, it had, you got used to it and it was, it was delicious in its own way, but it, it's not for t- the typical American palate, let's just say. <laughs> right. So uh, I got out of the military. I moved to the United States and the easy, yeah, I met Patty in Las Vegas in a bar. <laughs> okay. So, awesome. but the wine, so, okay, so Patty was, yeah, Patty was already into wine and I kind of knew wine. I just knew red wine. I kind of knew what uh, like the Germans drank and the Spanish drank. And then, so just because you're Spanish or European or French, you kind of know the wine from your country. It doesn't mean like you're a sommelier, right? It doesn't mean you're master of all wines. It means like you kind of know what's, like if, if you're from the United States, you kind of know California wine. It doesn't mean like, you know, all the regions, you know, the subregions, all the blends, all the styles. It just means like I'm familiar with a couple of, like maybe one or two uh, vineyards, mm-hmm. right? Or one in, in Tuscany or one wherever. Like I, where I was saying, for, for me, it's, it's much easier to remember regions because within a region, there can be like a hundred, you know, or however it's split up, you know, a thousand different individual wineries that all taste kind of similar. Right. You see what I'm saying? Where I can hit that and it's like, well, I can pick the organic ones too. So good luck with you. So you know, how so, did you guys right. end up oh, in the right, wine right. industry? Oh, right. Thank you. Thank you for staring back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marty. Okay, so I go off on And we haven't been drinking yet either. So, right, right. So I just, I might have given my head squeezed earlier this morning. So it was, uh, so Patty was already into wine. So she was like going to open up a wine shop 
up north in Grand Marais. So she had the business idea, everything, and she had trained with this group called the International Sommeliers Guild, uh, based out of Canada. Excellent group. And, you know, you learn the regions, the varietals, the styles of winemaking, what the different styles are, all of it, you know? And then, so I was like, well, when we met, it's like, I can't have her, you know, knowing much more than me. So I did my own study. So right. I went, except I went with a, a group that was much more to my style. And then, so, but you're still learning the same thing. It's like just mm -hmm. going to college, different colleges for the same thing. So you guys right. went out, learned everything you could about the wines. So and time then you... out, time out, time out. Okay. I learned to a certain level. So like, if you know Wine Folly, I'm the same level. If you know Raj Par, same level. You know, I'm not a master sommelier. That's two levels away from me, but I'm pretty good, right? So I'm, I'm, everyone is always learning. There's no one, whatever you do, mm -hmm. there's no one master. There's right. no, whatever you are, a physician, scientist, wine person, whatever. It's levels and you're always learning. So Patty and I know even to a very good extent. And then even, so when you start doing whatever, whoever you're studying with, you still, you still kind of go to your favorites. Like, oh, I love Burgundy or I love, you know, I love Argentina. I love South Africa. I love New Zealand. And then you focus on that because, you know, rightly so, you focus on what you love, right? Uh, we, we focus on more, more uh, the cleanest available wine. And then so like the difference between sustainable, organic, biodynamic, let me throw this at you. So, and how did you even get into so that? So check that out. So when I was fighting in Vegas, yeah. it was 2003, 2004. And then so many of the fighters were, were changed to like an all really clean diet. I mean, no one was talking about Trader Joe's yet, but it was just coming on the scene. Like all the fighters were like, oh, I'm eating clean, I'm, you know, because it's, it's better for my recovery. And it's better for my performance. And I found mm -hmm. that for myself as well when I started eating more clean. Mm -hmm. I just got out of the military. We were eating trash all the time in the military. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's meant to, like, sustain you. It's not meant to be healthy for you. It's just meant to, like, all right, keep you alive for the mission. Right. right. So it was vastly different. And then so, but what I noticed is what they didn't do that with wine. And then so when Patty and I, like I said, people focus. Like, whether it's focus on burgundy. We focus on organic things. But let me tell you. You've seen that USDA organic sign? Mm -hmm. There's nothing to the French. I mean, it's nothing to the South Africans. Every country has their own uh, stipulations, their own rules on what they say is organic. So sustainable, biodynamic, organic. So within those three things, um, like if you look at sustainable out of uh, South Africa, it's it's another level above wine. <laughs> like they'll have a wine just like you crush the grapes, threw some you know yeast on it, it fermented. It's wine, but so is Mad Dog 2020. I'm not comparing that to Mad Dog, right? Right? Oh, I remember Mad Dog. Right? So, but there's a, but that's wow. technically, so I throw down like that. So it's like, but that's the thing to where there's a difference, but that is wine. That's like, if you're talking right. it's alcohol, it's from grapes, it's, it's wine. Right. So yeah. how can you argue that it's not? You can't. So mm -hmm. it's like, the, but they're levels. Remember? Right. So, so, and that's what you want to know. Like, you starting to see like the levels a little bit? So, yeah. so mm -hmm. like, so what is it? You have it. What else? What else is it? Well, so what? Oh, so that's so, kind of how we did. So, so we, yeah, can we you break down oh, organic right. wine, sustainable organic wine, wine be, okay, so, biodynamic wine? For so you. exactly, sustainable wine is like the the most the most common thing. It means nothing, and it means it can mean a couple of things. Like there was this one this one producer that we had to drop, and will remain nameless. But they, if we, you know, because they said they were sustainable, and then when we found out that they're sustainable, was they feed. They were a distiller and they fed their, this, their thing for sustainable was they fed their used uh, like must to cows. That was their sustainable. And then they didn't talk about any chemicals that they were using or anything like that. Mm -hmm. and so I'll give you an example. Um, just even just like talking about not even poisoning yourself, but like somewhere else. So like say if you owned a winery in Minnesota and it was on Lake Minnetonka, but I'm not organic and I spray all the time. Where does that, where does the residue of that go? It goes right into the lake. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right into the fish, right into the people, right into the stuff. It's, you know, it's gross. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. So um, 
everyone has their own uh I can't remember exactly. France is five years. Here it's you know three years. Okay. New Zealand three years. Something so you have to you have to practice not putting basically you're not putting anything man-made on your on anything that you're using. So from point point even not even like point one. So the seeds that you're using are non-GMO seeds. Yeah. Right. You're not using any Roundup for the weeds. You're using all of the things that are natural. Everything came out of the ground or grew in a tree or something of that nature. Yep. Right. Yeah. Nothing was nothing came out of a lab. Right. And any point of like no fertilizer, no pesticides, or besides mm -hmm. any of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the same thing with like no genetically modified yeast, which you don't know about, or like any of the genetic, like we're not using any, maybe not using any plastics when I'm using like the filtering or refining, anything of this nature. It just depends. And what would you say, like rough percentage, right? I mean, out of all of the, out of all the vineyards and all the types of wine out there right. in the world, I mean, right. what percentage even meets the two, the organic and sustainable two, two, well, two wow. percent, wow. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. So, but think about this. Let's just say there are a million wines. What's two percent of one million? That's still, still a lot ten thousand of wine. wines. <laughs> that you know, that's twenty thousand wines that are like. Really, you can't find twenty in twenty thousand. You can't find twenty thousand that make you happy. You're ridiculous. Right, that's, right. That's so ridiculous. We still won't be able to drink all twenty thousand. So right? oh, hey, timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> no fighting <slight> words. <laughs> Just kidding. So in Italy, when they say they're organic, are they not necessarily organic? So like the practices they, are different so there. So the practices right? are different, but that's what I'm saying. So, so if you're looking at a biodynamic level, okay, and I can and I'll explain what that means. But let's just that say would be just, great. Let's just say you're right. You want me to explain biodynamic first, and then we'll talk about the levels of biodynamic? Because it's the craziest. I think, so our, like, okay, so let I me think a lot of our listeners would love to know more. Okay, biodynamic is crazy. So just to let you know, I grew up in Illinois. The tasseling corn was my first job. I had so many friends that were in 4-H, Future Farmers of America, that they, but they raised pigs and corn. A little bit different. But if they did grapes, God, I think the United States would do fantastic for 4-H. But anyway, so I know, like I said, I know agriculture mm -hmm. um i've seen it and if you look at rows of corn that's why i love vineyards but it reminds me of corn because i'm looking at this like what's the difference yeah Do you see what i'm saying yep, so yep. i mean it's a rhetorical question but you know what i'm saying yeah it's just like just because these are grapes versus stalks of corn it's like they're prettier in their own way yeah. <laughs> right? so um, yeah you just want the cleanest as you can yes and think about this everyone said this is an anecdote and i'm not saying this is 100 true but yeah you drink a lot in europe no headaches the next day. I mean, if you pound four bottles by yourself, yes, you probably are going to get a headache, right? But within reason, if you have one bottle, maybe two to yourself, you should be okay the next day. Right, which is amazing. Which is, this so is, is normal. Yeah. Because we don't poison you. So like, a, right. there's like 70, seven zero allowable things that the, the, like people say, like the government says, or whoever says that people conventionally made wine can spray on their stuff. Mm, right, seventy and things. Seven, seventy things, and then you know, in some places, is that wow. in the U.S. Right. or it's is that in the U.S. Okay. And then so that, but we we do a lot because, like I said, we just, you know, like I said, but that's that's what drove you guys, you know, not to drink in certain places anymore. Mm, and then, right. So, but here's the thing. There, there are places, in, like we have California wines, we have wines from Washington, we have wines from the United States, Oregon as well, and even some like Arizona wines occasionally, like for the people that love Caduceus. Yes, fantastic. It's. You have there's, to really seek those out. Yeah, well, think about this. So when you go to a regular supermarket, there's like one health food aisle, right? Mm -hmm. And then so, but then you flip it around and like you go to Lake Winds or, you know, Trader Joe's or Whole Foods and it's different. It's, you, well, the expectation is they should be all clean. So here, that's what we're doing exactly with wine. Yep. Right? So, so you don't have to. So you don't have to look like, is this okay? But like, yeah, we just want you know, real good stuff. Another, you know, kind of term that's becoming a little bit more popular, dry farm wines. 
um, more in trend these days, but it's yeah. still a very new area for a lot of people. I think right. it's a very small percentage that are becoming focused on organic and dry farm. Right. And can, can you, you explain, explain that? what a dry farm <laughs> what a dry farm wine right. is for right. our right. listeners? Right. right, right. So dry farm. Okay, two different things. So if we're like doing dry farm practices in Europe, like so they they're under a little bit uh, more governmental stress to control their water. So you can't you have to dry farm. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, the water you get, the rain, that's what you get. Yep. You can't turn on water. That's, that's what dry farming means. And then, so you're screwed. Like this summer, that's why it was so hot this summer in, in Europe. Two things are going to happen. So it killed off a lot of the stuff. So the remaining stuff is, is going to be very expensive, but it's going to be very good because it got a lot more sun. What happens when you get more sun is you get more sugar in the grapes and you get a more cooked skin. Mm-hmm. It gives a jam your nature. But it's still Europe, so the terroir is going to be the same, so you're still going to get the floral nature and then the earthiness and then the way that they do their wood aging. It's going to be a gorgeous blend, and then so the 2019, like the whites that come out 2020, and then the reds that come out 2021 are going to be a little bit more pricey, and then, especially if you're like looking for a crazy bottle. Like if you're looking for mm. like a like a Domaine Romani Conti or like a Chateau Margaux or something like that, it's going to be a little bit more. It's going to be, I don't know how much more, but it, I would guess it would be more expensive than Average yeah. vintage. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. So where do you like to source your wines from? Everywhere. So can every, you give some examples? Every country. Every country. I mean, wherever you like. There's people. There are people that are producing organically, biodynamically, all of that. Oh, are we still talking about biodynamic? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yep. biodynamic. So you got to reel me back in. <laughs> so it was easiest explained like this. So we've all been to the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. We're position the moon. High tide pulls up the entire ocean. Fact, yep. right? Yep. Happens all the time. This has been shown to do in all water, whether it's like little droplets, you know, to oceans, mm-hmm. right? So it affects maybe people during full moons, <laughs> right? So it's the same thing. So it's been shown uh, you want the pull of grapevines the easiest for two things, like especially for new vines that you're planting in the spring or old vines. Think about this. Old people getting up, they don't spring up. And new little babies, they don't spring up. They need help. So you want it planted on a specific day where the pull, the magnetic pull, pulls up the water the easiest. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Wow. Right? So that's what that means? So that's what that means. So the, the oh. first, first full moon of spring is when you do that. And then check this out. The fall moon, the harvest moon, that's where that term comes from oh. because you want it to pull the same reason. You want the right. biggest pull. Hmm. And then that's where the term harvest moon comes from. So do you see? So it's the, the farmer's almanac plus organic practices is biodynamic, basically. That it makes sense to me when it was explained to me that way. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. See, so and that's that's the highest. So that's the that's the cleanest way that I recognize right now. And if there's something so clean, biodynamic is the cleanest wine you can get. That's the cleanest wine that, you, in my opinion, in my opinion, okay. that's that's the cleanest wine that you can get without within reason. Like I don't I don't claim to be a voodoo doctor. I'm not anything. <laughs> I'm just talking about what you know. Like I've. I'm talking about chemistry and physics and things of this nature that I understand, you know, like fermentation. I know like aging in certain things, phenols, the esters, the alcohol density. These are the things that, you know, will contribute to that. I, this practice is, you know, produces really, really good wine. Yeah. So, and are there people all over the world that are doing all this over, practice? But, but just like that, it's, you know, it's a little bit more labor intensive, so it's not easy. So it's easier just to be organic and then cross your fingers and then, yeah. So kind of your highest level wines are the biodynamic in, wines. Well, highest, under- the cleanest wine, the but not so necessarily. Level, well, hold on, hold on. So okay. like that's what people have to understand. Like, what is your definition of like the highest level? What so, does that mean? 
Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's within so, the clean realm. Well, I think see, so that's a different thing. So like, yeah. do you see what I'm saying? So but then like, when right. you go to taste. But do you see what I'm saying? So how does that compare? Well, here's the thing. Like, do you want to eat garbage first, or you just like, would it taste good? But it's garbage. You know, right. so like the craziest right. restaurants, whether you're talking about like Three Michelin Star, like, you know, James Beard, do, what do they say? I locally source this. This is the, the yeah. cleanest thing. They, they right. say this is the most chemically laden sheep, you know, like ever. No, they don't say that. You right. Know? Just like they don't say like, oh, we got this. This is, you know, how many? I got all 70, you know, like, <laughs> uh, additives that I could put in. Yeah. Oh, no, but, right. Like gross. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So why do you accept that with wine? Right. You see what you don't even know. Yeah. So boom. And so, so many people don't even know that. Exactly. No, I mean, they're just it's, like it's clueless, it's actually. Gross. Well, exactly. It's, it's so exactly. Gross. Like people are starting to pay more attention to their food, they're but they're yes, not quite exactly. there yet. Exactly. So it's a, and it's a learning process, right? So that's the problem. You know, prohibition really did a number on us because, you know, we had, you know, it's like, oh, nothing. And then so you don't have any more history. And then it changed the, it changed the face of wine in California and then, you know, the world in general. Because pre-prohibition, the majority of the wines were mostly Spanish and Italian, not French. And then so those were ripped up and then only replaced later on. And then, you know, there would have been no, the judgment in Paris would have been different because the majority of the grapes would have been French and Italian. Mm. Or um, Spanish, Spanish and Italian, Italian, not French. Yes. Interesting. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, thinking about a lot of our listeners and maybe it's just a lot of our friends that are sort of sure. our age. I won't allude to that right now. Maybe we're, we're middle, middle age. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I hear all the time, including myself, people that are just unable to drink wine or unable to have more than like a glass of wine. And they're actually switching more to cocktails, not because they don't like wine, but they get awful yeah. headaches the next yeah, day. You're and they're sleeping wine. like crap. Yeah, well, you're exactly. Wine, so. Um, so, but when I drink an organic wine or a dry farm wine with little, if any, sulfites, right, I have no negative symptoms and I can. So, yeah, going. So, sulfites. Okay, so, yeah, so that was so my the next. Boogeyman. All right, so do you drink orange juice? No. Okay, so that affects you? I just choose not to drink. Okay, so check this out. <laughs> so if you have eight ounces of orange juice and eight ounces of wine, you have like almost triple the sulfites in the orange juice than you do in, in the wine. Do you, do you eat peanut butter? Uh, no, no. Okay, does it, does, it, does it kill you? <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. So here's the thing. So one tablespoon is like five times, something ridiculous, right? It's not the sulfites. Okay. Okay, so otherwise you would have the same symptoms. Some people say it might be the histamines. But I suggest you know, it's a other it's the other 70 things that you can put in. Think about this. Alcohol crosses the blood brain barrier quickly. So if you don't eat anything, you get drunk quickly because the alcohol like goes. Remember we were talking about the alcohol density? Yeah. Like you can pound a little bit, you know, like lighter wines mm-hmm. faster. Just there's less density in wine, so you can, you know. But these are naturally occurring substances. Yeah. So when it says like this wine contains sulfites, you know what the minimum threshold is? Ten parts per million. Can you count that low? Can you see that? No, you can't. That's what I'm saying. So, but if you have Jesus, Jesus had 10 parts per million. Egyptians had 10 right, parts per right, million. Right, right, right. So these are, these are, these are, these are naturally occurring. When yes. you have added sulfites yes. is the problem. Yes. Okay. And that's what I, yes. right. I know For all sure. wines going to have some sulfite. Or most yes, wines, all right? wines, all natural wines. Yes. And then if you see a wine that has zero sulfites, that was centrifugally, it was mechanically removed. Removed, yeah. Right. And yeah, I don't want that either. You know right. what I'm saying? Because like, the sulfites add to the wine, the natural you know, it's, sulfites? It's a, the or? natural sulfites, it's just, it's naturally occurring. Yeah. Right. I mean, so it's, like no, so it's just I mean, like a tiny bit. It's like a microdose of something. So in California, though, the wines have 
more sulfites? Is that accurate or is that not accurate? I don't or know is that it the mass-produced wine? I would say like, conventionally made wine is, is much more laden with added sulfites. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, think about this. Mm -hmm. That's why you want a clean wine. Right. Because right. it has nothing, typically, you hopefully have nothing too bad added to it. Right. right. So you are you say, are you saying just to clarify that what's causing some of these negative symptoms? In my is opinion, the 70 and other... mind you, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I don't play one on TV. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, think about this. You're putting chemicals in your body, unregulated, and, and they're crossing. They're going right into your brain. Right. We just talked about this. Yeah. Alcohol yeah. carries all the beautiful things: the polyphenols, the resveratrol, all of that, esters, all of the good things. But it also carries like yeah. You know, I don't want to name any names of any, you know, chemical companies or what they say. Yeah. Or what's what's uh, called a carcinogen in California. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not saying I don't want to get sued, but it's whatever. You <laughs> we know all what know saying. what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. uh, you know, so yes. And would you say it's the same for sugar then? Like added sugar? Are uh, people adding sugar to people, wine? So that's called chapitalization. And that, but that's a different thing. So that's the, that's a boogeyman too. So like sometimes, so the longer a grape stays on the vine, typically, and this is a generic thing, there's different types of grapes, so people don't go off my back, like, oh, technically, he's not, you know, so, but in general, you leave a grape longer on the vine, it becomes less acidic and more laden with sugar. Mm -hmm. Remember, we discussed this earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, when people are doing, like, late harvest wines, it should be technically super full of sugar. Make sense? Yep. Right? So, that's why you want it late harvest, because it goes to its fullest amount. So, but if you pick a, uh, a grape early, the acid is high. Um, but then you can have wines that are naturally high in acid and mm -hmm. things of this nature. So, um, just the yeah. added sugar. The like added sugar would just balance it out. Like, so you're having a, you have a wine that's basically undrinkable because it's so acidic, mm -hmm. right? And then so it's like, okay, we can either make this into cognac or grappa or something else, okay. or we have to add a little bit of sugar, and that's called chapitalization. It was uh, invented by Louis Chapitalisation, the French fellow. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember his name exactly, but chapitalization. Okay, named after him. And to a point, right? And I read the, this thing the other day. There was like two-thirds of, of America, of the United States, like eats like a processed diet. Mm -hmm. But these foods don't contain natural phenols and esters. They contain uh, like man-made things that taste like 10 times more like, mm -hmm. intense. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then that's why I think a lot of people have like start off with wine with just like such a sugary note because like they're kind of... You can't tell the sensitivity unless they're you're used eating to that. Exactly. It's like, like it's processed like, food, processed wine. Well, think I mean, think yeah. about this. Like if you're just even talking, because that's, because food is, is tough. But here's the thing. So, but if you turn your volume on your stereo up to the highest and you keep listening to it at 10 all the time, and then you try to listen to it at seven or six, mm -hmm. you're going to be like, I can't hear that. Uh -huh. It's like the taste. Right. So if you have like bombardment with like, you can only taste really sweet things. But here's the problem. There's some fantastic wines that have fairly high residual sugar, but because they have a great acid balance and minerality, they're phenomenal wines. Mm -hmm. And then the fruit, it's like, yeah. Some and they're natural wine, sugars. Natural sugars. Right. Right. Exactly. Something that was, once again, this has been with humanity. Right. Right. It, didn't, right. it, didn't, it, didn't, it wasn't created in the lab. So it's exactly. not all about the sugar. It's really the process. It's and the process. And, 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 and the additives. And the additives. Think about right. this. If it was made in a lab... Yeah, you know, it didn't just, like, it. Your food. just like your food. Exactly, yep. exactly. It's so simple, but it's like, you know, people people don't, they just assume, oh, wine is clean, beer is clean. No, right. oh, it's gross. Right. It's like, for the most part. Well, yeah. drink from, drink wine solely from like the plant and not what was made in the plant, you know, like as far right. as the chemicals. Yes, exactly. So we're sitting here in this great wine shop in Excelsior right now. Yeah. And I, you I just guys love it. in Minnesota yeah, have one, to come here. One block off of Main Street in downtown Excelsior, Excelsior. Minnesota. 
And I know you guys do really cool wine trips and you mm -hmm. also have some sort of wine club. Can you tell us about the events you run here mm. and the trips? Yeah, yeah. And Well, the easiest way is we have, yeah, we have different styles of wine all the time. And we're fortunate enough to have a lot of the time the winemakers or the, the vineyard owners themselves come and explain their wine, their style, their region. Because we have these people come from all over the world. All that's, times of the year. That's very cool. Yeah. And then so while I will tell you the generalities, these people will tell you a specific winery that they're doing or specific wine that they do. Or maybe they're working with a battery of wineries. Maybe they're the taster. Maybe they're the blender. Maybe they're doing all of it. Maybe they're, um, yeah, they're just getting into wine. Maybe they've been like 20th generation. It's it's interesting because meeting some of these people is like, oh, you said, I hate you. You're like, it's like a, <laughs> like a fairy tale life. It's like, right. I'm, I'm 20th generation winemaker from you know, Provence. Yeah. And I'm just like, really? I'm sitting in Minnesota. Right? Exactly. Freezing. Like, what, do, what do they oh, think of Minnesota? Yeah. No, and it's interesting. It's just like, wow. It's, but, and the nicest people. I've met, I've met Yeah, tell us about, a little bit about the wine So trip. we do typically like one, uh, two a year, like one away and then one within the States. You know? okay. and then, so we've done a bunch, obviously, to the West Coast, anywhere from just like long weekends that involve like yoga wine weekends to just okay, like that, favorite, sign right? me up for that. Right. <laughs> and then, so it's, and it's easy. And it's for you lazy too. Like me, you're just like, all right, I'm going to skip yoga today. I'm just going to go drink later. So it's, you're cool with that too. Right. So, but yeah. And once again, it's all about education and going and we want to make it as easy as possible. We're and just like, yeah. How can listeners find out about your yoga trips and all? Oh, fantastic. It's a great question. So go to the real And yeah, if you're, Throw your email on there and we will email you all the dates to our tastings, upcoming events, and uh, yeah, anything that might be going on that might be interesting in the world of wine. And what about your wine club? Oh, wine club. Fantastic. Thank you. It's uh, So you belong to the wine club and you get all the you know inside, inside trader stuff. So it's you get the easiest one is Cuvée Club. It's two wines a month. And uh, you can choose whether you want to whites, reds, or a combo. And it's the way that we do it is we do it by like okay, we'll hit regions, the fantastic regions that you the must know regions. So if we're talking about yeah, you have to know Burgundy, you have to know Bordeaux. Let's hit the Loire Valley, Northern Southern Rhone. Throw a little Provence in there for the rosé. You know what I'm saying? So it's the places for the crema. There are certain varietals blends like. From Spain, you gotta know Tempranillo and Granacha. You have to know. Well, you don't have to. It just it would help that mm -hmm. that your wine monger knows a little bit, and that's what we were talking about earlier with like, like legitimate. This is a, this is a good thing with certification. With like, um, I belong to this group or whatever. You at least know that these people have studied, or at least should have mm -hmm, studied right. at a certain level, and as you know, hopefully they know more than you and are able to help. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So people can look into this. and Because yes. part of the issue is just the availability of these wines. We're sure. not all lucky to have this sure. amazing, organic, sustainable, biodynamic wine shop, right, in Minnesota. But not everyone has easy access. So they could sign up for the wine club and That's get it anywhere in the country. Yeah. Well, there's, or, no, there's close. Well, yeah. there's close. Oh, there's, there's like certain some, there's states certain you, can't you can't ship out the too. I knew that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like so California, California. Right? California. Exactly. Well, of course, so, for obvious reasons. Yes. So there's... <clears throat> unless you're within California. Right. Unless you have a brick and mortar store within California. Okay. That's the so, but yes, but we, we ship to as many states that that is legal. There's like 35. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't have them off the top of my head, but there, we do have them listed on our website. Okay. Where, 
what is legal and Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Florida is. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Florida. And you kind of alluded to this with the food earlier, right. but holiday season's upon us, right? Nice. Typically we're going out and having more maybe drinks and cocktails and late nights. Is there, and do you have any suggestions about how to enjoy wine without getting a dreaded hangover aside from obviously drinking more organic and right. sustainable wines? Um, but so, you sort of talked about the brain and on an empty stomach and. Right, right, right. Well, think about this too. So, if you have, um, if you eat a lot of carbs or sugar, you know, you'll get that sugar rush and then, but then there's the sugar crash oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> so if you're going to have wine, I've been on a keto diet for almost two years now. Okay. And it's, yeah. and I fall off the wagon all the time. Get it wrong, so. <laughs> but it's like, so it goes keto paleo. Right. <laughs> so right. Fair, yep. fair enough. But the, uh, the carbs that I do have, like I'll have, if I'm going to drink wine, I'll have like two really nice glasses. Mm -hmm. And then it's typically red because it's less, I uh, can't say less, depending. It should have less residual sugar. So when you talk about the dryness of wine, you're going um, grams per liter. So 0. 0.4 to 0. 0.7 grams per liter is bone dry. And that's what everything is in here unless it's like the limoncello uh, or Malvasia, which is like dessert wine. So it has, I think that's 0. 0.9, maybe one. Um, but nothing is really really sweet like blue nun so, and i'm not mad at blue nun first of all that's you know what people are available to some people and that's all they know of you know riesling but riesling can be delicious so are you saying drier wines for well, less of a hangover is that so i would say dry thank you thank you for letting me know. so <laughs> drier wines typically because lower sugar so especially if you're watching right. your carbs right right so if you're gonna have it's like i want one bottle of myself have it red you're going to have lower sugar, and then so it's the same thing. You won't crash. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to eat it with food. It's going to dampen all of that, the proteins, the fats, all of that. It's going uh -huh. to you know, melt it down mm -hmm. versus just like you, you want to – if you're going to drink, um, yeah, have it with like some fatty or protein-y stuff. Okay, so fat and protein. Fat and protein. And then so it'll suck it. You know, it's like a sponge. It'll suck it down. I'm not saying it's going to take away your insulin. It's still going to kick up all of that. Right, right, like, right. But – It may help. It's going to dampen. It's going right. to slow it down. It's yeah. going to slow uh -huh. it down so it won't be like – yeah. Right. So this, think about this. Once again, we've all been to Europe. You were drinking a ton, but you ate too. Right. You right. Were eating at the same time. You right. were just like, oh, no, 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 You were drinking and eating. Right. All the countries you were in, that's what you were doing. So, and that's, uh, yeah, that's just a cultural thing. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. thank you so much for I know. being this on was, the show today. And it was fun to take a field trip. Yeah. Right. And now we're going to do some shopping. Right on. Ladies, thank you. Have a great day. Marnie and I are so excited to take our popular sugar workshop online. During this session, you'll learn what sugar is, the effect on your body, we'll learn how to deconstruct sugar cravings, and you'll understand why sugar addiction is real. Plus, we'll dive into some of the emotional triggers. You can join us by signing up on theartoflivingwell.us backslash programs. We have two upcoming sessions on November 20th and December 11th, both at 1145 at Central Time, and both of those episodes will be recorded. We look forward to having you join us. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. 
If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at theartofliving underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well. Mm-hmm.